0: twists and turns of the Premier League continued this week as the Battle of North London's biggest bottlers goes down to the wire. A feisty relegation battle and a title race that's petering out. The Sunder League podcast is here to discuss it all. Firstly, a man who has been researching Argentinian
1: antiques all weekend. Dan, how are you doing? Yeah, good. Thank you, Scott. Uh, It was a nice weekend. Thank you. Uh, Got out into the garden, and my team, fortunately, won this weekend as well, so it was a nice one overall. Hey. I'm surprised to say that I'm happy today. <laughs> Colin! That made me even happier. Yes, Scott.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and a man as magical as a morale-boosted moon pie.
2: Adam, how are you doing? Too bad, thank you. Uh, good, very good weekend. Um, that's how I was, saying to, I was saying to the lads, it's the first time... In a long time, I've left the KP with a smile on my face. So I had a a Leicester win, and we do a a six-fold each week. And I left the game buzzing because I knew my team, Bradford, were 2-1 up, only to be told that they conceded an equaliser in the uh, 97th minute, ruining the... And safe to say my mood changed, and all of a sudden, it was like Leicester had lost again.
1: I'm sure our listeners are more surprised that you went to the King Power. I thought you weren't going anymore.
2: Yeah, well, Dan Waffles decided to uh, cancel and not go. Uh, Uses <laughs> some excuse that Brendan was in charge when he made this arrangement. So I thought I'll I'll step up and go. Oh, no. <laughs> what beers in rotation tonight, Adam? Unfortunately, lads, no beer tonight. Um, I've got a, I've got a pint of the H2O. I've got six oh, side yeah. this. So, uh, gotta get di oh, uh, hydrated, not
0: dehydrated. <laughs> well, I reckon watching you play football, a couple of pints won't make you any worse. <laughs> For me, boys, it's just the, the same old gold blanche. Been a long weekend. We had a bank holiday on Friday, and uh, yeah, plenty of beer's been drunk. So, just a small bottle of beer, but I feel slightly better knowing that I was gonna bottle it, and uh, I've at least stepped up when, when Adam hasn't. So. I feel slightly better about myself now. Boys, we're going to do something a little different this week. We're going to discuss some of the key games of the weekend in a bit of detail. Then we're going to do a bit of a speed review of some of the less important games and a quick preview of some of the key midweek games. Let's start on Friday night where Arsenal went down early and battled back for a late draw, seeing fans flood back into the stadium. For the third week in a row, Dan, surely this is two points dropped.
1: Yeah, you're right, Scott. Don't get me wrong. As a neutral, uh, this was a very, this was a great game to watch, wasn't it? It was. Uh, it was surprising a team that went two 0 up. Though uh, I think we've seen Arsenal go two 0 up uh, for the last two games. And when I turned it on, and uh, I think I was just a little bit late. I'd uh, gone to get my uh, can of carlin, walked <laughs> back to walk back to the sofa, and it was one nil. I thought, bloody hell, have I tuned in? Well, I thought maybe it kicked off even before I knew. But, but, uh, yeah, what a shock that was. Just what were Arsenal doing? I just, I got the impression Arteta underestimated Southampton from the off because, well, I've I've watched some of this Arsenal fan TV now after the game because I just find (laughs) it uh, absolutely uh, so funny to watch. And uh, they're saying... Why is that Fabio Vieira starting in a game like this? He's I don't rate the bloke, and you're looking at the bench, and they've got Jorginho on the bench, Smith wrote, didn't neither of those came on, and even Lasagna uh, Trossard. I thought they, they so underestimated this Southampton side, obviously, semi finalists of a cup <laughs> competition. You can't underestimate those blokes, <laughs> and yeah, they've, they've put the Put the Arsenal team to humiliation in the end. Definitely a two points dropped.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, hundred yeah, percent, Dan. Um, I was quite surprised, and
2: it, it came from Ramsdale as well. That the the opening goal. I'm surprised that he's made a mistake like that, just giving it straight to the, the Southampton forwards. And after after that, he kind of was thinking, "Hey, oh, okay, it's a mistake. It happens in a game." Arsenal are just going to spin this round and demolish Southampton, but then Theo Walcott. I mean, what a finish that was! So so calm, especially when it's like against Arsenal. You think he's going to like get the, get nerves and end up missing it? But it was a good finish. And you can't take anything away from him. And not only, not only did Southampton go two 0 up, they then end up going three one up, yeah. and mm. still bottling it. That. That was that was awful. Like, don't get me wrong. I love I love a game like that where it's two late goals and it, it cripples the, the the opposition. But they
1: should have really hung on at two 0 and at three one. Yeah, um, I think it'd have been yeah. a matter if it had been at uh, Mary Stadium. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's,
0: it's interesting, isn't it? Because you you've been to those games where you score two late goals and you get a point when you've definitely lost the game and you're buzzing because you think the game's gone. But really, when you've left the ground, you've gone, we've got a 3 draw against a team that's bottom of the league. I've won, I think it's six games all season. And, you know, we've blown it. They've blown it. And I know we talk about the majors a bit later on in the podcast, and Adam's already touched on it. I think the major shock for me of the weekend was watching Theo Walcott with such ease of a finish at the Emirates. I think I've seen him try to be in that position for about I don't know eight or nine years at the Emirates and sky a lot of them. All of a sudden, he's playing yeah. for Southampton and it's a great finish. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what Gabriel's doing for the goal. And uh, Adam, I don't know if you're changing hairstyles because Continental Rob had another mare at the weekend, but um, <laughs> you know, they are certainly missing that Saliba, aren't they? They're certainly missing him. I think he's gone out of the side and... Uh, all of a sudden, Arsenal are conceding goals out of nowhere. Well, I think they hit the bar, didn't they? After it got to three. Well, I'm sure, was it Trossard hit the bar with about the last kick of the game? So they yeah. almost, almost, you know, got a win, which, I mean, we'll come on to the big <clears> game <throat> in the week later on, but they almost turned around and almost took that momentum um, into... The, the,
2: the only Martin thing I
0: wanted
2: ended up doing is it, um, it made Arsenal fight. You know they yeah. they needed they needed to get that put they needed to get that point two nil getting it two one and then when they lot went down to three one the heads I would have just assumed the heads dropped and thought yeah that's it they they ain't coming back from this now but they 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 drove on and I think as soon as they got the the second they thought okay yeah we, let's let, let's grab this that, that, that's
1: surely not a morale boosting draw for an Arsenal team though surely a lot of teams a no, lot of no. teams would be like oh yeah we've come down from three you've got to look at that from the overall and go we've messed up or we've got the biggest game of the season is our next game now and we've just scraped a draw with a team that basically championship next season yeah
2: i mean I, that's not morale boosting i'd like to think who would who would be more annoyed you know southampton giving up three points and only coming away from away from home with a point or Arsenal, either yeah, you know, giving up all three points and only taking a, a point, it's the same situation. Yeah, Um, yeah. I mean, you'd you'd as a as a as a fan, you'd be happy to go to the Emirates and come away with a point. But then when you see that you were two nil up and, and three one up, it kind of feels like it's a negative. Yeah.
0: If you think they've dropped two points against Liverpool, arguable, definitely two points against West Ham. Two points against Southampton. They're five points clear of Man City. Now, five points clear is still a decent gap. They could have been 11 points clear and the pressure in the week would have been enormous on Man City. Instead, everyone's going, I don't think anyone's going into that game going, oh yeah, I fancy Arsenal's chances. I mean, we'll we'll talk about it in a bit when I keep saying that and then keep discussing Man City. But... For me, that, that game against Southampton, surely, as an Arsenal fan, you know, you're blinkered and saying, like, oh, you know, we can do it, we can do it, we can do it. Surely, surely Friday night was the first time where they've walked away from the ground going,
1: oh, hang on a minute, I'm not so sure anymore. I think nerves now creep into the Arsenal fans as well, don't they? They, they could bluff it before this game, but I don't think they can anymore. Right. Uh.
0: A 75th-minute winner from Timothy Castagna sees Leicester climb out of the relegation zone on goal difference. But more importantly, it saw them get their first win of the Sunday League podcast here. Adam, how big a win could that one be?
2: Massive win. Still got my doubts. Still got my doubts. Um, Unfortunately, I missed the first 10 minutes of the game due to a work call. But um, standing in the uh, concourse and hearing... The Bulls fans celebrate. I was, I, was, I was close to leaving because well, Here we go again. An early goal conceded, uh, and from what I hit, you know, it, it just annoyed me because it was like we we were there trying to rally the rally the players. Atmosphere was absolutely rocking at the weekend. Uh, I mean, it was a it was an easy goal again. Tillemans just, I don't, I, I don't know. I like Tillemans. I've classed him as one of our best players. But what a lazy, like, what a lazy ball control or pass. Whatever he attempted to do for them to latch onto it, and it was a great finish by the. by. I think it was Kuna, um, yeah. great finish, right height to get away from, um, Everson, um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't really say that we did much in the game. Um, by, by, by the getting the penalty changed the game. You know, it got us back in it. But before that, I wouldn't have thought it was in the game at all. Um Riley went off the and Acho stepped up. As soon as it went in, Vardy came running back on the pitch. So don't quite know what was up with him, but he did get brought off at half time. Um but yeah, big, big win. Big win. The the Castagna goal was a well worked goal as well. And it was simple. Pass down the line, into the middle of the box, goal. And out of all the players you think you're gonna score, you don't see it being uh Timothy Castagna, that's all. But Happy, happy we won. Um I've just got to hope now we use that momentum and we go on to, to Leeds. I mean, uh, take, taking nothing against Wolves in this game, because I thought Wolves played quite well. Um It's just that they, I would say we had two lucky goals. And unfortunately, Wolves, I think Wolves were playing for a point. Mm. Mm.
0: I think it's why, watching that penalty, because I was watching it in the pub on, on Saturday, and this baffles me at times. The keeper caught Vardy above his ankle. That's where he caught him. If a fullback does that, for me, it at least goes to VAR and it's a potential red card. A keeper does it, yellow at best. Later on in the game, I think it was just before half-time, the keeper comes out and Ian Acho takes a touch, which I could say quite easily. He's going around the keeper and the keeper comes out and flattens him. Now, because on the way of flattening him, he gets a slight touch of it with his glove. I mean, the ball's going past him. He's just accidentally caught the ball. It's not got in the ball. He flattens him Again, that's a fullback. It's another penalty. I don't understand at times how there is a different rule for goalkeepers. So there is every single other player on the pitch. And it works both ways. It works when they're giving fouls away and it works with fouls on the keeper. It just, to me, it makes no sense. Um, yeah. I think, like I say, Leicester looked a bit clueless in the first half. Um, Wolves took the initiative. I think you're been a bit harsh on Tillemans, to be honest. I think that I think it was about that gave him the pass, and I think it was a bit of a nothing pass. He ain't got Tillemans, had ain't got many options on it. It was one of those where uh, fast has gone, Well, you have it, you know, you're, you're a good midfielder player, you have it, and then has run away and disappeared. When the easy ball for Tillemans was probably to knock it back to him, so you know, I it looks bad for Tillemans, but I don't think uh, his mate helped him out. Um. Damn. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately
2: that Scott is obviously because I'm only seeing it on the on the screen. It's the 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 the, uh, the I didn't see the the pass to him. All I see is him getting either tackled or giving the ball away. Obviously, when they then watch the highlight, it's 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 like already past that bit. If that makes sense, so yeah, yeah I didn't see the the full instant. Dan, from
0: Leicester's point of view, since Dean Smith's come in, I know it's been two games. And I know they conceded three goals at Manchester City. I'm not sure, and maybe you do. The change to three at the back, Haglar Sunchu being back in, who I thought on Saturday was an absolute rock, or John Terry and Craig Shakespeare being in the background. But there seems to be some
1: defensive solidity there now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it clearly, for me personally, it, it tells me that something... Personally, must have been between Siunchu and uh, Brennan Rogers. That's he's, he's clearly come coming for clean slate now, hasn't he? Because he's been in the squad for the last couple of games. Uh, I, I fear that it may be too late for him to rescue his uh, Leicester City career. But uh, and now I think uh, we've we've just got to take him for what he is. He's a world class centre back. Uh, if he's if he's going to be able to help us in the last five six games of keeping us in the Premiership, then uh, you've got to take that for what it is, haven't you? You can't can't be keeping him out of the squad just because he's not going to sign a new contract. But, yeah, I thought... I think, yeah, we do look stronger. It's unfortunate because I, I rated uh, Harry Suter as well. Uh, so feel like he's been the un- unfortunate casualty of Calgosti Untrude coming back into the squad. But, yeah, other than that, yeah, I thought we... OK, I agree with Adam. Uh, I don't think we were great until we got the penalty. But, yeah, th- there's been times this season where we've just crumbled when we go down and then uh, panic buttons pressed. And, yeah, to be going in at half-time 1-1, that's something the Leicester fans aren't actually used to. So mm-hmm. go, uh, coming back for the second half, the momentum's still been there. I think I wasn't there, but from the radio, it's a different atmosphere to what We've been used to all season, which obviously the boys are probably appreciative of, and yeah, getting forward. I thought for the goal anyway, Christiansen. It was impressive to see that in the seventy fifth minute, you got your left back going up, push, putting pressure on the Wolves team. Okay, Wolves are a good side, especially defensively, but yeah, this is a great three points for Leicester. It puts us in a position that it's now in Leicester's hands. So, mm. uh, but uh, yeah, they can't. They can't lose one of the next two games. It's yeah. it's vital that they do not lose the next either of the next two games.
0: It's tight down there, isn't it? But I tell you what, it makes a hell of a difference when you open your phone up at five o'clock and see your team 17th and not 18th. And if that's what it's doing for the fans, it must be a heck of a buzz for the players as well. So hopefully a bit of momentum there for Leicester. A government text message couldn't even prevent Spurs fans from the first 20-minute disaster at St James's Park. Newcastle were exceptional. And has surely booked the top four place, Dan. We ran a poll last night about Harry Kane. Okay. 80% of people who voted believe he will not be playing
1: for Spurs next season. What do you think? Well, I was surprised he was still playing from after 30 minutes. I thought he was just <laughs> gonna pack his bags and go then. Uh yeah, how he came out for off time I thought he was gonna do a Cristiano Ronaldo or something and leave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I think I'm still shocked from it. I think I was watching, obviously, we were used to the early goal from the Friday night game. So I think it was a bit like, oh, yeah. The second minute Jacob Murphy scored, I thought, bloody hell. I just couldn't believe it. I, and then I uh, turning around, just doing, uh, probably looking on my phone, and goals gone in. I thought, is not a point in gone back to watch the highlights or something I was just what to realize that the 21 minutes have been played and they're 5-0 down. I do not I do not know what happened I was speechless to be honest Scott uh uh-huh. obviously I've just seen the breaking news today that uh the manager's been sacked hasn't he so uh yeah I think I think it's I, I don't know what's going on with Spurs I really don't uh I think the sooner their season finishes the better. But I think the problems start from the top, don't they? They they clearly I, I believe that they've probably approached managers that don't want to take over this season. So uh, I even heard today that Harry Redknapp would have been happy to take this job on until the end of the <laughs> season. But I don't I don't know does he, he call <laughs> him and Jamie in as uh, number one and two. <laughs> but yeah, I, th- I think actually we're taking that, that performance away from Newcastle is, unfortunately. Yeah, they played really well, didn't they? And it's a brave call because uh, I don't think Jacob Murphy had been play- starting a lot. But yeah, he was fabulous on uh, Sunday and taking nothing from him as well. I thought Isaac could come in with a big uh, valuation and he seems to be doing the job now. He's uh, fit, and for Newcastle fans. It must just be great to have two strikers that are both scored. Yeah. there's not many teams in the league that can say that so other than that yeah their performance that probably looks like they're going to be in the top four at come the end of the season oh absolutely uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah i don't
2: um i don't quite know what was said at half time but they brought off um
1: oh was in the race
2: yeah yeah hugo they brought off hugo luis for uh forster so there must have been some harsh words said at half time. Not only just because of um 5-0 down, but for them to get him to get dragged off and then at the end of the game, well, today he's been sacked. It's it's not good. I mean, I know they weren't performing very well anyway, and the the sliding down the table, not going up the table. But the only the only credit you can says is um <laughs> Forster only uh, conceded one. Uh, and you kind of <laughs> It started the second half when Harry Kane scored that goal in the forty-sixth minute. You think, oh, are they just going to do what Newcastle's done to them? It's a but no, no not nothing, nothing at all. And every every time I talk about Newcastle, they they just end up doing the complete opposite of what I say. Um, I slated them last week, and and they they decided to come back and get six goals over over Tottenham, which is a fantastic win. Uh, I think they needed it after the Villa loss, didn't they? And yeah. uh, Boy, boy, if they bounce back, yeah. I mean, I would have at least tried to keep a clean sheet, but you know, so I won't. I won't give them all. Crap. Can't have everything. No. <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't know if uh, you've seen it, boys, but it's well worth watching the clip going around on social media of the Spurs fan. What we've all been to St James's Park It's a hell of a hell of a trip up those stairs, and he's walking down the stairs with his camera on, his face going, "I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I've had enough." Which is a strange thing to do, anyway. If you're leaving, just leave. I'm leaving, I'm leaving. And just as he goes to hang up the phone, you can hear in the background the Newcastle announcer going, Newcastle, five, Tottenham, nil. And it's such a brilliant summary to this video. So (laughs) if you've not seen it, it's well worth going and finding. And apparently, just just to finish on the game, apparently the the rumour going around is the reason uh, Hugo Lloris was uh, hooked at half-time is that he basically walked into the change room, had a go at everyone, called everybody out, said the manager was was a a load of tosh, and obviously Spurs reaction is to uh sub the
1: goalkeeper because you know that's the Spursy <laughs> way to do He's isn't these, he uh, club things. captain yeah is. Yeah, yeah, ca- he is. but it, it's is it, somebody probably does need to go into that Spurs' chain room and do that because that is to, all right it's oh it, it's easy to blame the goalkeeper when you're 5-0 down but somebody is somebody in that defence has got to try and stop something surely so I do they moved to four at the back, didn't they? And good
0: God, you could fit a few London buses through some of the gaps they were leaving. So uh, no, no need to worry about air travel there, Harris. <laughs> OK, boys, we're going to do a speed round to summarise the rest of the games. I'm going to give you 90 seconds and we know how that goes. For any thoughts on each game and then we're going to move on. Adam? Adam? Let's start at Anfield where Liverpool where Forest sorry gave Liverpool a run for their money. The Mo Salah's winner meant another three points for a resurgent Liverpool. Liverpool for Europe or Forest relegation? What is more likely?
2: Uh, obviously more more likely is Forest going down. Uh Liverpool for Europe, I wouldn't quite go there. Uh, they've turned, they have started turning it on recently, Liverpool, uh, since the return of Diego Jota as well. Another two goals for him at the weekend, which kind of kind of stung Forrest a bit. Um, it seems to be whenever... So, Jota scored, Forrest scored uh, four minutes later, and then Jota scored again four minutes later. So, it was very quick, snappy goals. Then... Morgan Gibbs White equalizes 67th minute. Mo Salah scores again in the 70th minute. So there was a constant theme there that oh, when you when you score, will score. But unfortunately, it stops when Mo Salah got the got the last. Um, didn't expect Forest to get two goals in that game, but then you never really know what Liverpool side turn up. So quite surprised. Happy Forest lost. See them going down. Um, and again, it comes down to how Leicester are performing. So I, I see that they're a better, they're Leicester at the minute on paper, are a better team than uh Nottingham Forest and uh, especially Leeds. So, I don't I, mean, yeah. I don't quite know if that's 90 seconds, but
0: well, you got to 80, and I'll give you that. You got to 80, <laughs> I'll give you that. So, that's where we're aiming for, Dan. West Ham qualified for a European semi final and followed it up with a hammering at the vitality. 13th in the league and a European
1: semi-final. Is David Moyes the right man for next season? I, I don't think we can argue that he isn't the right man for this. He's he's done a. It depends what the owners have said to him, doesn't it, at the start of the season? Because we all know that there's teams that are probably well, those teams that aren't the top four always struggle with trying to manage the Premier League and European football. So uh, I think you're looking at a West Ham side that isn't full of talent much after the first 14, 15. So, uh, yeah, I think it's a great season overall. Uh, Yeah, Uh, I think they're going to obviously struggle next season because I believe Declan Rice will go. I think it's just time that he's moved on. But, yeah, it'd be a great uh, send-off if he keeps them in the league and they win that Europa Conference League, so... Still confident in Gary O'Neill? Yeah, uh, well, we'll speak uh, shortly because I think they've got a huge game in midweek. So,
0: yeah.
1: (laughs) Right, over to you then, Adam.
0: A Harry Wilson masterclass and a Melier mess. A Ballon d'Or for Wilson or a Leeds clean sheet? Which one's going to happen first?
2: Definitely a Ballon d'Or for Harry Wilson. What a player! <laughs> no way, uh, yeah. Le- 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 Leeds clean sheet, obviously. Let's keep it uh, simple. Uh, no, great, great game. Fulham Full- absolutely dominated Leeds in the first half. They just couldn't seem to uh, put the ball into the net. Goals coming late on in the um, towards the end of the game, and I can't-, I can't really put it down. I think it was an own goal, but some some people put it down as a Patrick Bamford goal. So. If it was an own goal, Leeds aren't even scoring their own goals these days. Um, so it's 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 a shame for them, and it's another one of them teams that I'm I'm putting in that relegation battle. It's like the games you're giving me tonight, Scott. are just, just uh, the the ones that I can beat up. I've, got, I've had Forest and I've had Leeds. Um, <laughs> Fulham Fulham are definitely off their holiday now, um, and Harry Wilson's stepping up, and Melia's slip up as well that gave. Um, Gave the chance. Did it palm it into the path of um Harry Wilson? Oh, the first goal.
0: No, the second goal wasn't it. The second
2: goal is yeah. definitely palmed it. Was
0: it for Pereira? Is that the one that scored the second?
2: Yes, it was, yeah. Yeah. And he, he 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 ran up and absolutely smacked it into the net.
0: Oh, what a finish. That's how you should score <laughs> a one-yard <laughs> topic. Absolutely it, break the
2: net. It's those types where if that was me on a Sunday doing it, i will be over the bar. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Dad, good luck yeah, with 90 great. seconds on this one. Everton stopped Roy's renaissance. If it wasn't for the fact that this game now means Everton are in the bottom three, would anybody
1: have known it actually happened? I'd just like to ask, did you say nine or 90? But uh, <laughs> yeah, this is, this is a game that I don't think many will go down as a classic, because it's So I think the best part of this game was probably that Mason Holgate got to leave it early. <laughs> As he uh, got sent off in the 80th minute, so I think it was a it it wasn't exci- wasn't an exciting game, but I think for Palace fans, the okay, it was a home game, but they didn't they didn't lose to a a team that's down there rivaling. So yeah, I think you look at uh, Palace and they're probably safe now, aren't they? So uh, well, uh, nine points clear, and yeah. No one's gained any points on them really. So yeah, Scott, I'm struggling with this one a
0: Adam, you can take the benefit that at least I didn't give you the Everton game. You said I've been giving you all the games down there. At least I didn't give you this one because this one, good God, was poor.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Lo- lovely red card as well. Holgate. <laughs> Losing one of your defenders. Well,
0: luckily, <laughs> cover, Lewin's back. So you know, plenty of goals now. Now he's back. The man from the fashion show. Oh man, Ivan Tony managed to open the scoring, but a Louise tapping meant Aston Villa escape with a draw. How much does this result hurt Emory's Manager of the Year credentials? Adam,
2: yeah, he's not getting that anymore. Big, big mistake. <laughs> he, have, uh, he definitely should have uh, clicked on on this game. Uh, we, we we tagged this one as the uh, Ivan Tony versus Ali Watkins match, but it was Ivan Tony that came through on on top with that. Um, and Brentford were very unlucky to concede in the 87th minute to Douglas Lu- Louise. Um, both goalkeepers seem to have been on fine form and stopping everything was thrown at them. Um, Good antique, i Well, he wasn't yeah, yeah. playing, was he?
1: <laughs> he wasn't playing, I don't uh,
2: Martin, think. Martin, I think he was
1: doing he... his antiques on the
0: sideline.
2: Martinez was oh, playing. I didn't think yeah. he
0: played. I thought it was the yeah. other lad when I watched it. He got day. brought
2: off injured. Ah, that's why. Yeah, yeah. So uh, was it? Is it Steele? Is it, no, not Steele. Steele's uh, that's one
0: of the. No, Olsen.
2: is it a Dutch guy? Is it Olsen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah so he he's he, he stepped up, but you know conceding a, a late 87th minute goal is 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 harsh, especially when like Dan was saying a couple of weeks ago that Brentford's form has not been amazing. They they ideally needed this to try and salvage something from the the rest of the um, this season, but. I think Brentford are now joining the. What uh, is their
1: aim for the season now, Adam?
2: Uh, I, you'd be you'd be happy anywhere because um, obviously a team like Brentford, the, this is their second season, and is, is it second season in the Prem now for Brentford? They didn't, yeah, they didn't come yeah. last year, did they? So, unfortunately, it's not the it's not a type of team that are gonna they're like Everton, uh, Everton about five six years ago, constant mid table. I don't I don't really see him pushing on. Don't really see him being a relegation team. But this season would have been the perfect example to do that. I see Ivan Tony, he's either like again, he's either going down or he's gonna leave at the end of the season. I don't know where he'll end up going, but he knows how to finish and there'll be a lot of people interested in him. So if you lose right. Tony, that's a goal scorer you've got to replace.
0: Who knew we'd spend two and a half minutes on a one one draw in Brentford Villa, eh? There's always a shock somewhere. Okay, boys, there are some huge games in midweek. I'm going to let you choose one game each to talk about, but I'm going to start. And I'm starting with the the top-of-the-table clash at Etihad. Dan, how do you see the game
1: going? Well, I'm looking at this, and I can't say nothing apart from a Man City win, but... My head's saying we all know that this isn't gonna to go to plan. The season hasn't gone to plan. So something's telling me Arsenal are gonna come away with a win here. I don't know how they're gonna do it. And I it just it wouldn't surprise me with this season. It, it, what my heart's saying is that Arsenal are gonna go and win it and then they'll still lose the league somehow. But uh yeah. you know, if I, if my but then my head is saying you can't back off, Man City, can you? They even, I think they rested some players at the weekend, but but they didn't rest Haaland or Marez. But uh, I mean, I think they got game time but kept it uh, short. Yeah, after the last couple of games from the Arsenal team, it's definitely Man City's for the win, isn't it? So, and I think if they do go and win this, it's well, it's game over for me.
0: Yeah, interestingly, Adam. If it wasn't for the FA Cup semi-finals, Man City would have played away at Brighton in the weekend, which, you know, could have been a difficult game for them. Instead, they played in the Cup, didn't have a tough away game, won in the Cup whilst Arsenal dropped two points. Surely all the momentum is with City now.
2: Yeah, yeah, it is. I don't, it is, but I don't think... uh... I don't think Man City are going to win this game. I think it'll be a draw. Uh, and it'll be it'll be something crazy like Man City will go 2-0 up and Arsenal will pull it back to 2-0. But then on the flip side, you might as well say, well, Arsenal are going to be 2-0 up and uh, draw 2-2 because that's the type of team Arsenal have been in the last couple of weeks. Uh, it's interesting. Like,
0: like you both said, this game is just, it could be anything. It could be absolutely anything. It could be a Man City 4-0 win. You know, absolutely comfortable, but it could be three all, and Arsenal could well nick it. You know, anything could happen. That's the the bonkers thing about this whole se- the season as a whole. You know, does does that draw somehow give Arsenal some momentum to come into the game with? And you know, if Arsenal get a point, is it the worst result in the world? Obviously, of course, you know, it's still being Man City's hands, and also have still got to play Newcastle United away, but if they go to Man City and get a point, do they say, okay, you know what, we fancy a chance to Man City have got to play Real Madrid twice, you know, maybe that takes away a bit of their focus. You never know, Dan, crazier
1: things have happened. I think you've also got to look that Man City's uh, fixtures remaining aren't straightforward either, albeit you're probably expecting them to win, obviously we expect Man City to win every week, but they're playing teams that arrive that have still got something to fight for, they're not playing mid-table size, they've got Leeds, they've got Everton, they've got, well, Chelsea, you never know what's going to happen with them. And then you've got two. the second-last game of the season, you're playing a Brighton, Brighton and Hove Albion team that could potentially be going for a European spot. Uh, so uh, we're underestimating some of these fixtures still to go. But, yeah, I think this one's got a big say on it, hasn't it? The, the, boys, the, I, the won't, swings.
0: I won't hold you to it, but very quickly, Adam, what's the score going to be?
1: 2-2 two, 2-2 two. Two, two. Dan 3-1 Man City
0: I'm going to go for a 3-2 Classic Man City Adam which other game are you excited about this week?
2: Uh, I'm going to go to the, the um, Stamford Bridge I'm going gonna... eh? <laughs> yeah, to I'm, I'm going to go to this one so um, I've, I've completely lost me there I, I, I was you all know
0: over you can, one. One game. you can pick one game. You're at Stamford Bridge. can pick one game. You're
2: at Stamford Bridge. What a big game though, Scott. <laughs> oh, oh. Well, This is <laughs> well, this a big. You're making me doubt I've done the wrong thing. No, I've, I've gone to Stamford Bridge. Go Stamford
1: Bridge.
2: In in Frank that they don't trust, uh, especially closer to the relegation zone, than they are to uh, oh, so European your, places. So your three relegated so, teams have
1: uh, now changed up there. <laughs>
2: yes, yes they definitely have now. So I'll see now in the mix with Frank Lampard in charge. They're going to struggle against uh, Brentford this weekend, and um, I can see them losing again. I don't, I, I don't see how Frank's going to motivate the team, and he could be the second manager, just like the Spurs boss, to get sacked as in, interim. Uh, wow. I can see I'm losing to Forest. I could. I mean, oh, hold on. All right, okay. So I'm looking at. <laughs> I'm looking at Chelsea's fixtures. Right, you're telling me this is a relegation battle. So they've got <laughs> Brentford, Arsenal, Bournemouth, Forest, Man City, Man United, Newcastle. Right. So like Chelsea are I can't down. see them with six points. They're getting six points, Chelsea. Frank's sending them down. Championships <laughs> is level. <laughs> so
0: Adam, just to be Good, clear, Dan, I no face
2: some
0: you... shots there. That's just to be no, I really don't. I- I'll let you pick one game of the midweek. I thought we'd do something different on the podcast. You know, we'd pick look at some of the midweek games. We never do that. I'll let you pick one game, Adam. Are you going to any of the midweek games?
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, Bridge, yeah, Okay, let's lead tomorrow, but that's not the that's not the point. I'll do that review so, on on our next. Podcast. He's gonna
1: go there with his headphones on, listening to Stamford Bridge's game. <laughs> Look, you
0: go into a game, where... It's a battle between 16th and 17th. One is a goal difference out of the relegation zone, but the other team's one point clear. And the game you're most excited about this week is a mid-table clash between Chelsea and Brentford. <laughs>
1: oh,
2: God.
0: Yeah, oh, God. Colin, let's pick this Are you let's hoping play. you
1: get a scarf with the FC on it tomorrow? <laughs> one scarf.
0: Let's predict the scores of this huge game at the bridge. Adam, what,
1: what's the prediction
0: for Chelsea v. Brentford? The game everyone's talking about.
2: 3-0 Brentford. 3-0 Brentford. It's going to be a thriller.
1: Dan, what, what do you reckon? I'm sure you were prepared for this one. Well, because it, it because it's such a big game, and obviously I know how much Adam wants to tune into it. I'm okay hoping his goals for his stake are really. Don't. But I'm going to go nil nil. <laughs> yeah i'm gonna go with a bottle draw
0: and uh, you know at least maybe you can swap your tickets maybe someone in in london would really want to go to leeds v leicester and you can go there instead oh right dan which which <laughs> other game which any game you could pick which any game are you excited about this week
1: well i'm a bit thrown off this scott because i i p- p- I prepared for uh, Adam obviously (laughs) to go to the Leicester game, but uh, obviously because he's a big Chelsea fan. uh, I'd got I'd gone uh, the the Southampton-Bournemouth one, but I'm going to switch back to the uh, Leicester-Leeds Leicester one now. So yeah, for me the the well, I'm a bit thrown off because I haven't looked into this one as much, but uh, yeah, Leicester-Leeds is massive, isn't it? For both teams, I think you're looking at it as a Leeds fan, and you've got to win. Tomorrow night at home, that that Ellen Road now going into the last couple of games has to be a fortress. The fans can't get on the players' backs, but then Leicester fans are going and knowing that the team has to make it difficult. You go behind early on at Ellen Road, and I don't think it will be the same situation as the weekend result where we we'll get we'll get back in. We need to we need to as sorry Leicester need to keep it strong for probably the first thirty minutes. I think then the fans of Leeds will start to... Well, they won't be as optimistic then. And then less Leicester need to attack. They can't go full-out attack tomorrow, uh, I think. So, uh, yeah, it's it's going to be a very... It's going to be a good game. I think it's slightly better than the chelsea Brentford one. But, uh, yeah, it'll be two and go.
0: Adam, uh, assuming you do go and don't just try and stream the Chelsea game, what are your thoughts ahead of the game?
2: Oh, I'm so on the fence. I'm already nervous. Uh, I was nervous before kick-off at the Wolves game.
1: but um, nervous whether you'll go or not? <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, I don't know. I mean, if he starts 4 up front again, I'll be quite happy because Leeds can't really defend at the minute. So, uh, I, I think we're going to go 3-0 Leicester. Wow. Oh, wow. Wow.
0: I- the good news, Dan, is you said... And it, that wasn't um,
1: your game of the week. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. The good news is you said if Leeds go where uh, one to look Now, the last time they went one to look at home, I think they lost 4-1 to Palace. So maybe that should give Leicester a bit What about it. if Jack you know, Morrison it? scores? Uh, well, they also lost 6-1, didn't they, at home? I, I forgot about that one as well. So I think... Uh, Mellier was going through a run where the last 10 shots on target he'd let them all in. But I think he did manage to save one against Fulham. So he stopped that run. But uh, yeah, I think most people are looking at this as a huge game in the week, you know, just behind that Man City game. Most people, obviously. Um I think it'll be tight. I'd look, I'd look, I'd love to look, it's on at 10 o'clock at night here, um, in the middle of the week. So the good there's a good chance I will start watching the first half. And depending on how it's going, I'll either stay up and watch it or I'll fall asleep. I'm hoping, I'm hoping I'm going to wake up and Leicester are going to 1-2-1, um, in all honesty. So that, that's the hope. But you, you never know. You never know, do you? It's going to be... I
1: would Leicester like got to make a uh, My first pick, obviously, because I thought Adam was going to go the Leicester one. I also think another major game for the season is the Southampton Bournemouth one. I think uh, this could be the one that if Southampton lose to Bournemouth, I think it's game over. Yeah. I really do. I think I think uh, Bournemouth could be sending Southampton down this week. Yeah, no, absolutely.
0: The good news is, boys, for all the other games on the podcast and the, obviously the huge game of the week, Chelsea-Brentford, Adam's going to summarise all the action in our 90-second review in our next podcast. And uh, I'm assuming 85 seconds of that is all about the battle at the bridge. So we, you can look forward to that. It's time for our newest segment boys and what better way to start the week than the Sunday League podcast four majors dan one major sporting shock from the weekend
1: yeah i'm going to have to start with uh, unfortunate for rochdale fans uh, them leaving the football league after 102 years i think it was what less than 2 years ago they were still fighting in league 1 so it was a, a big shock to i didn't really Kept much focus on this uh, football season. But, uh, yeah, hearing the news on, uh, what, Saturday, them losing 1-0 to Stockport, I know that uh, it wouldn't have mattered what the scoreline was. Even if they'd have won, they'd have still been relegated. But, yeah, after 102 years, they're part of a lot of uh, football and history, aren't they? So, uh, yeah, uh, to Rochdale fans, bye-bye. See you soon. (laughs) Adam,
2: one major sporting mistake from the weekend. Um, mine's from the same league actually. Um, apparently <clears throat> Ryan Reynolds before he brought Wrexham, he was looking at buying Hartlepool United, Jeff's team. Um, mm-hmm. it just seems now that Hartlepool are going down and Wrexham are coming up. So maybe investment does count at a club, and maybe Hartlepool would still be in the uh, football league. Not quite the Hollywood ending for uh,
0: for Jeff Stelling, is it? Dan, one
1: major sporting story from the weekend. Well, as the listeners know, I'm a, a well, not a massive, but a, a big boxing fan. And yeah, the one that i stayed up to uh, the early hours of Sunday morning was Gervonta uh, uh, Davis uh, knocking out uh, Ryan, Ryan Garcia, the King Ryan, they say on uh, his followers on Instagram, I believe. So, uh, well, not King for a while, I don't think. So, yeah, being uh, knocked out in what, uh, I think it was the seventh round. I think he took a liver shot. So, uh, yeah, well, it just shows. I think he'll be back. I think I've seen uh, his uh, reports afterwards and he was gracious in defeat. But, yeah, it will definitely be the face of the... Uh, boxing in the uh, nearby future look out for more boxing boxing insight from Dan coming soon
0: uh, one major sporting point for the week ahead Adam
2: oh sporting point right have um, of you two heard of the NDBL no well I'm
1: interested now okay
2: uh, well it's the uh, national death Basketball League. Oh, um, okay. There is four teams reaching the uh, the final this weekend for gold at the uh, Nottingham Wildcats Arena. And it's free entry. So if you want to go down there and uh, cheer cheer the guys on, get get the Nottingham Wildcats it? Arena. It's, it's Saturday the 29th, I believe. Yeah, that doesn't pass too much
1: football because football, uh, football fans will be missing out.
2: Yeah, it's
1: the 29th, Saturday, so... Oh, hopefully hopefully, anyone that goes along will
0: see you there, eh, Adam? Hey, never know. Huh? Our final section of the review pod is the Mystery Footballer Quiz Boys, and I've got one for you this week. A Nigerian footballer who played most of his career in the 90s. After an unspectacular start at Bournemouth, a move to another club helped him push Man United close to the 93 Premier League title. The scorer of Norwich's first ever European goal, the first player to score more than three goals in a Premier League game, 123 appearances at Wimbledon, saw him reach two domestic semi-finals. Any thoughts, Adam?
2: No, I didn't even know Norwich are in uh, Europe at, at some stage. So, uh, who's Wimbledon? Never heard of Wimbledon either. So, <laughs> yeah, no idea at the minute. I'm going to have to... Uh, this to the followers, and hopefully they can help me out. And I
1: need to get one of these at some point. So, uh, can, any initial thoughts, Dan? I'm in the same situation as Adam. Unfortunately, as as you know, Scott, I was only born in '92, so I've got the what eight years to be trying to look into this. But uh yeah, I'm struggling. I'm really struggling. (laughs) Well, we'll do
0: the usual. We'll put it out on Twitter. Daniel, put it out on Facebook. And hopefully, at least some people can help you boys out. And you'll have an answer for our next pod. Yep. What have we learned, boys? I tell you what, we've learned some fun things today. We've learned, uh, you know, we we knew Man City Arsenal was going to be big. We knew that. We've learned. the the game no one's talking about but they should be talking about is the Battle of the Bridge and that's one to look forward to. We've learned that Dan's a a secret budding boxing expert and we've learned that some of the listeners have got their first chance to meet Adam at the weekend down in Nottingham. Boys, as always, uh, it's important that people follow us on Twitter at TSL Podcast 4. They can find us on Facebook down the Sunday League Podcast. If people are listening, please like share make sure you leave a five-star review boys i'll catch you later in the week with our preview podcast cheers scott yeah see you
1: see you lads